0: Listener Production. Please leave your message after the tone. Why am I jealous of my ex? I am so stressed all the time. How do I get into a routine? Is TikTok making me anxious? I think I'm being manipulated. Someone told me you could live with half a brain. This is Do You Fucking Mind? Mindset Hacks for a Badass Life. Hosted by me, Alexis Fernandez. Okay, welcome to the episode of today. So in today's episode, we're going to be tackling something called... The Sunday Scaries. I think there's a whole bunch of names for it. But basically, the Sunday Scaries is this anticipatory anxiety that people feel on a Sunday, especially on a Sunday evening, where there's this, normally it's like a dread for the week that's to come. But there's a whole bunch of reasons why people might also feel the Sunday Scaries. And it's something that is quite consuming and it's a little bit... Well, Slash, it's very sad if it's you're somebody that always experiences the Sunday scaries. I used to experience it to some extent in, in for a portion of my 20s, and it's kind of sad because you don't want a large portion of your weekend to be consumed with this kind of... You can call it a dread. For some people, it is a dread. But for some people, it's kind of this like heavy feeling of like, oh no, the weekend's coming to an end and then the week's about to start and I haven't done this and I wish I did this or there's all this coming up now, I actually have to think about it. There's all these feelings that you're feeling and it just doesn't feel great. You don't feel elated. You don't feel excited. You don't feel relaxed. You don't feel like you're winding down. It's all the feelings that you don't want to be feeling at the end of a weekend when you should be, you know, quite relaxed and at ease okay now obviously there are some people that work on sundays and you know the sunday scaries obviously aren't specific to a sunday but it normally does occur on a sunday even if you work on sundays including myself cuz when i was a trainer i would work on weekends as well but it's kind of this feeling of everyone's relaxed or most people are relaxed on a sunday even if i was working on the sunday it's everyone around me it's kind of like it's the the fun two days the weekend and then that's coming to an end kind of thing okay so a lot of people do experience the sunday scaries even when they work over the weekend like i used to So basically what is it? It is the dread or the stress and anxiety that someone feels on a Sunday. Like I said, it's normally in the evening as it's the, you know, the reality of the week and what's to come is going to start to set in and it creeps up more and more and more as the day goes by and by the time it's the evening it feels pretty unpleasant and a lot of people feel quite anxious during this time. Now this kind of anticipatory anxiety is something that – you know, a lot of people feel this kind of anxiety for a whole bunch of other things. And I'm just speaking about this, you know, specifically, but a lot of people can feel this kind of anxiety for the end of a holiday as well, like the end of a vacation, when they're going to come back home, when they're going to start things again, you know, when a, it's it's normally when it's like at the end of something that's supposedly quite pleasant and then you're going back to, you know, the regular nine to five or this monotonous whatever or something that you're kind of either not looking forward to or scared to start because it's really difficult or really hard or something that you hate. So let's talk about why it happens and a whole bunch of reasons why it could happen because not everyone has the same reason why they experience this feeling. So one of the reasons is that we feel that we should have done more in our weekends uh, because it's the only time off that we have and if we haven't really maximized that weekend we feel guilty or we feel that we've wasted time and now it's the end of the weekend and we had all these ideas for ourselves and it, they didn't come to fruition and now the weekend's finished so that's one of the reasons why you feel like I've not maximized it now it's the end and now the week is starting um, dread for what you don't want if you're somebody that absolutely hates your job you're going to be feeling like oh I have to go back to it again I hate Mondays I hate the grind I hate the nine to five. If that's how you feel about your job or your lifestyle and you're somebody that lives for the weekends and like just has to like push through the Monday to Friday, then absolutely it's going to feel that way. Uh, It could be guilt for what you have not done on your time off. Sometimes you think, I should have gone to see this person. I should have, you know, cleaned out this part of my house. I should have, all these things that you feel like you should have done. Another thing that some people do is that on the weekend they're avoiding feeling these guilty feelings and kind of pacifying and, and, you know, distracting themselves and then they feel guilt for avoiding these guilty feelings. So it's kind of like this, this, you know, you're on this loop of guilt and then trying to avoid the guilt and then even feeling more guilty for trying to avoid it. Feeling like you didn't do enough for yourself on your time off on those non-work days. Feeling like you fucked around too much and you didn't get your life admin stuff done. So sometimes it's a life admin feeling that you you didn't maximize it. Sometimes it's like I wish I had more fun. I wish I really just went all out on the weekend. Why didn't I just like you know do all these social things and see all these people? Now I've done nothing and now it's you know back to the grind again. Um, or you're upset because your weekend was so good and that level of enjoyment is just such a harsh contrast to how you feel about your Mondays to Fridays and your nine to five that it makes you feel really sad about your week to come because the fun is now over. It's a. It could be a realization of the dissatisfaction that's to come. Like you might be someone that in general is not very satisfied with a lot of aspects of your life and the weekend was a big distraction. Now that the weekend's coming to an end, you're reminded of the fact that you're actually not satisfied with maybe your career or your work or your routine or how you live your life for most of the week and that realization and that like remembering makes you feel really down and then, of course, if work for you equals a lot of stress, if even if you like your job, a lot of people like their job, but it equals a lot of stress, a lot of strain, a lot of, you know, no time off, burnout, all of that. So that's another reason because you're dreading like stepping back into that again. But in a lot of cases, it is somewhat related to work and time off and that, you know, kind of link between the two. Now, something to be aware of or not even to be aware of because I'm sure you guys know this, but it's just something, th- something to think about is that it is totally normal to anticipate something that you are, s- are stressed about or that requires effort or requires hard work. It's normal to be like, oh, I've got this coming up. I've got to start to like get in the mental headspace for that. That's normal. It's not like, oh, I haven't, <laughs> haven't even thought about my career. I haven't thought about my job, even though there's a deadline looming. Like that's normal. But what we're trying to do and what I try to do with most of the episodes in this podcast, it's not about how to not feel anxious or how to not feel sad or how to not feel. It's what do we do when we feel this way so we, you know, so we can make the most with our time because life is not about avoiding these unpleasant feelings. It's about making them in proportion to what they represent in our life because so often our life is just overcome days, weeks. We've I can, you know, for sure have spent so much time disproportionately feeling an emotion about something where I could have, Looked at it, broken it down, compartmentalized it, still experienced a, a percentage of that, but I was able I would have been able to kind of deal with it in the most appropriate way possible and then enjoy the rest of my day or enjoy the rest of my week or month. Okay. That's what we're trying to do. So these feelings are normal. But how do we make it not turn into the Sunday scaries and something that we really dread and avoid, okay? So don't feel like something's wrong if you are feeling these things, okay? It's just something that we should be able to look into and we should look into, especially if it's occurring every single Sunday regarding the same kind of feelings or the same kind of things that you're avoiding, okay? If you're dreading every Monday, then you for sure have a case of the Sunday scaries, and there, I was looking up a whole bunch of surveys, and some surveys have reported that up to 90%, up to 90% of Gen Zs and millennials report feeling the Sunday scaries, which is fucking outrageous and wild. And I hate that for all of us. So, how do we tackle it? Let's get into the nitty gritty. I've got a whole bunch of things. I think I've got 10 or 11 things. There's a whole bunch of things. You can take it or leave it, do what you want you know, listen to everything and jot it down and give them all a go and stay with what works for you. The first one, you've heard me say this before, is name it to tame it. Identify it so you know what you're working with. So, for example, if you're feeling this sense of anxiety, instead of being like, I've got anxiety, I feel like shit, say, all right, number one, I feel anxious or I feel like this dread, or I feel flat, I feel sad, I feel nostalgic, like I'm feeling something, name the emotion, and then try to pinpoint what that emotion is regarding. So I'm feeling anxious. Is it because I feel like i wasted, quote, unquote, my time, or is it because I really fucking hate my fucking job? I fucking hate my job. And here we are again on the precipice of another fucking Monday, and it makes me anxious. That's fine. You can write that down, okay? Just Name it to tame it. You know, you might love your job, but be like, I had all these ideas for the weekend and I feel like time just slipped away and I did fuck all and here I am and I've done nothing and now there's more to do. Is it the time-wasting thing? Is it the feeling that you haven't maximized your time? Is it – what is it? Okay? Name it to tame it because once you can identify it, you can start to compartmentalize it. It stops being this like – feeling where you don't really know where it's stemming from because you're trying to avoid it but by avoiding it it takes over even more okay just naming something and identifying the feeling just that action alone before you even intercept with cognitive behavior therapy with with different thought patterns with dist- before you intercept with anything just the idea of naming it alone takes snaps you out of this emotional reactive state it brings your reasoning your prefrontal cortex, your executive function, your reasoning part of the brain, and it starts getting these regions to communicate a little bit more. It's it's bringing your conscious mind into it. It's like, okay, I'm aware of this thing now. Let's just name it. Now I'm not acting emotional, emotional, emotional. It's okay. My logical mind is kind of starting to step in and already I'm feeling a little bit calmer. And this could be about anything. It's about phobias. It's about heartbreak. No matter what the feeling is, not just regarding the Sunday scaries, Name it to tame it, it's already gonna like just bring you down off like the ledge of feeling so horrible. Okay. The next thing is I want you to if if it is something that's more anticipatory about things that are coming up, I want you to write everything down. You know, I've got to pay these bills and I've got to call this person, but I can't do it now because it's a Sunday night and I've got to do this and blah, 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 all this shit that I've got to do and it's in my head and I'm really overwhelmed. Write down a big list of things. Sometimes Part of the stress of having all these things is making sure that we don't forget to do this thing. I've got to not forget this. I've got to, this has got to be done by this data. Write it all down. And if it helps, break it down throughout the week. What I do when I'm really overwhelmed and I've got so many deadlines going on is that on the weekend, I will write down normally on a Sunday, what I've got coming up and I'll put it day by day. By Monday, I would have liked to have done this. By Tuesday, that email should be sent by wet. And all these things I've got to have booked this appointment, which has just reminded me right now that I need to book a dentist appointment. I'm missing half a tooth. That's a whole other story. I might get to it at the end of this episode. LOL. Anyway, and it doesn't hurt. The half tooth gone doesn't hurt luckily. But anyway, that's stuff that you want to write down for the rest of the the week. Okay. You will automatically start to feel like, okay, well, it's now on paper. I'm not going to forget it. So I don't have to go round and round and round and round. It's on paper. Now that it's down on paper, I've looked at, maybe I'm putting too much in the Monday. Can I move something to a Tuesday or Wednesday? Can I spread it out? and i can look at it and it's in front of me it's not one thing at a time that i'm trying to process in my mind it's visually in front of me now i feel a little bit calmer i feel a little bit like this is actually doable yes that's a lot but i've spread it out evenly i've worked it out what what's the best order and now i actually feel that this is really achievable so i can you know calm down even further okay the third thing is that I want you to do something on that day that makes you feel like you're a little bit ahead for the week. Okay. So maybe if you're someone that goes to classes to work out, why don't you book all your classes in advance then and there instead of like, oh, maybe I'll go tomorrow. Just book them all in. Okay. That makes you feel – I've started doing that and I feel like, oh, I feel really good and then it's more locked in and then I'm more likely to commit and follow through with that thing because I've really booked it in. Or maybe get your outfits ready for the next three days, you know. If you're someone that's a bit indecisive in the morning, maybe hang three outfits or or all five outfits if you can predict the weather or whatever – there and you're like, wow, I feel really good. The outfits are done. It's something I don't have to think about. I'm feeling a little bit more light about it. Or maybe write down what you're going to cook for dinner for the rest of the week. Just these little things that takes the load off and then you're a little bit less stressed about the the load, the mental load that is looming ahead of you. Okay. Another thing is to plan a midweek thing to get excited about. When we're talking about anxiety, mood disorders in general, even depression, like clinical depression, whether it's clinical, whether it's acute, whether it's you know seasonal, doesn't matter. The one thing that really, really, really works for all of the above is to look forward to something, okay? Not in a way of where you're like, oh, I hate my life, I hate my life, this is the one, the only good thing but it's a really nice thing to break up your week because then it sparks joy in moments where you could be feeling a little bit like oh but I've got that dinner with my cousin on Wednesday I'm really looking forward to that that's lifted my mood now I feel good it's one of the things that in therapy they they prescribe for a lot of people who are going through any kind of mood disorder is are you planning things to look forward to are you setting and they don't have to be major it could be like Wednesday night instead of going straight home I'm actually meeting up with like an old colleague of mine and we're having a coffee and a walk or a tea and a walk whatever, like something cute and nice that you can look forward to. It could be something solo, doesn't matter. Something to look forward to maybe in the middle of the week just to break it up. That works wonders for a lot of people. The fifth one is make Monday mornings. If mornings are too tight for you, you can also do this on the evenings. But make Mondays – something really special, make it the best morning of the week. What's something that you can do on a Monday morning that makes you be like, ah, I can't wait for Monday morning. Like that is so fun. If you're someone that has the time, can you do meet up with one, two or three friends and do something fun in the morning. Maybe it's just a walk and a coffee or like a a long chat, a debrief of the weekend. I do that with my girlfriends often, not just Mondays, a lot of times through the week. I'll do my workout, I'll do all this shit and then by 7am I'm done and I'm often meeting up with my girlfriends and it makes the morning so fun, like really something I look forward to because I get to have this like social time before I've even started work. If morning's an absolute no-go for you, then Maybe a Monday night. And it doesn't even have to be something imp- – if you're like, no, I'm at home, I've got too much shit to do, I can't be leaving the house, I've got all these responsibilities, maybe I have children, maybe I've got this – something that, you know, I've done with my family a couple of times is we'll randomly just book in – well, we, have, we did it a lot in COVID, but we'd book in a extended family Zoom call where the whole fucking family is on the Zoom. I've got family in Tasmania and Queensland, all over New, like Sydney, spread out, and we'd all be jumping on this – call and just catching up. And it was something to look forward to. It's really nice. Okay. So again, it, it, it's, it has to fit your budget and it has to fit your, your time allowances as well. But something that makes Monday the fun day. Okay. So can you do that in the morning? Maybe you can. Everyone's parameters are going to be very different. So you've got to work with what you've got here, but also Don't be like, oh, well, I never do something, so I'm not even going to try. You try and push it. Try and commit to something that you might not normally commit to. Like, think outside the box. And if it takes a little bit more effort, just give it a go. Give it a fucking go. And if it doesn't work for you, you've lost nothing. But make Mondays the best stage. Can you do a pottery class on a Monday night? Can you – who can you hang out with? What can you do in the morning that's really fun? What can you do to shake it up to make you love Mondays? Let's say you fucking love this one breakfast and it's your favorite breakfast in the world. Why don't you reserve that breakfast for a Monday, okay? Hotcakes, fucking love hotcakes. I'm going to have hotcakes on a Monday. This totally goes against me talking about fasting in the mornings. But anyway, do what works for you, something that's fun. The next one is make some time on your Sunday, time for you and be intentional about it. Anything you do in your life, I want you to be intentional, even when you do nothing. Be intentional about doing nothing. And then it makes you feel good about doing nothing. Like I think I've mentioned to you guys before that my sister has these scheduled in pajama days. And if you were to just wake up and you had all these things on your plate but then you ended up, you know, being in your pajamas until 2 p.m. and now, you'd probably feel really shit about yourself. Well, a lot of people do. They're like, oh, what a waste of this. And then now I've got demons and now this and now that. So what my sister does instead, she's like – she's a really hard worker. She's a firefighter. She trains like a psychopath. So she's got a lot on, Right. And so what she does is that maybe I think like every fortnight or roughly, but she'll schedule in ahead of time, what she calls a pajama day. So that is, and you don't have to do a full day, but you can schedule in like an hour or two hours where it's like, this is my day to lay low and do nothing. And because it's planned, it's not like I had all these things planned and I did nothing now I'm behind. She's like, no, no, I'm prepared for this day. I'm here for this kind of energy and I'm not getting out of my pajamas for most of the day. I'm going to pot around the house, going to make myself a fucking tea, I'm going to watch the movies, I'm going to water the plants and that's about it, you know, I'm going to lay low. And she says that that, A, recharges her batteries like crazy. And because she also trains hard, she needs like a day at least to fully recover every so often. But then she says that by the end of the day, she's so excited to get back to work, to doing these things because she had a whole day of nothing that now she's like, I'm fucking rearing, I'm ready to go, okay? So maybe have time on a Sunday if possible, one hour, two hours, half the day, you pick the time that feels good to make it all about you and to – Do as little as you want in that time. Maybe I just want to read. I want to sit outside and fucking read. I want to switch off. I've done the list for next week. I've done what Alexis has told me to do. I've set my outfits. I've planned coffee in the mornings for Monday. I'm feeling fucking good. I've got a pottery class booked in for Wednesday night. I'm feeling good. Now I'm going to set the next two hours to just read a book or something I want to start doing is learning um, how to draw on Procreate with like YouTube tutorials and draw on the iPad. And I did it like probably six months ago, or maybe longer. I started doing it and it was so good. And you're just in this meditative state and I loved it. Or I used to sew. I used to love sewing because when I'd sew, that's all I'd think about and I'd think about nothing else. Something like that. So dedicate a few hours that's just for you. Again, this is take it or leave it, all the things. You don't have to do all of them. This is one of the things. Some people are going to have a wedding to go to. They're not going to be able to do it. But if you're feeling this anxiety and you've got the time, be like, I'm going to I'm gonna schedule in this me time and make it like I'm really purposely, intentionally laying low, okay? And when you do it with intention, then you remove the guilt because it's on purpose. Anything that's done on purpose, you don't then feel like this guilt around not having done something guilt comes from going against what you think you should have done okay when you intentionally do something because you think you should do it then there's no guilt the next thing is do something good for the soul okay and when I say good for the soul you determine what's good for the soul so something for me that I love to do and Tyrone laughs his head off Tyrone and – okay, so my cousin Giselle and I, we've started getting together every Tuesday night, but you can do this on a Sunday, and this is our Good for the Soul night for the week, and we cook a meal. We pick a meal and we cook it. We're getting really – well, I wouldn't say we're getting really good. We've only just started and we're really not that good. But our intention is to get really good. And both our so my fiance, Tyrone, and Giselle's wife, Frankie, they are great cooks. They do most of the cooking <laughs> in our respective relationships. And so they laugh, being like, just let us cook and let's all hang out. And Giselle and i are like, no, you will eat our fucking terrible food. And we, you know, this is just good. We're all together. We're talking, Giselle and I are in the kitchen cooking, we're prepping, we're learning. And to the extent that Last time I did it, I couldn't, my phone, I couldn't tell you where my phone was. It was probably gone for six hours. And then by the time I got to my phone, there was all these like, messages and missed calls from people. It was amazing. I was just completely switched off and it was good for the soul, okay? So can you have someone over and cook them pancakes in the morning? Can you, it doesn't have to be around cooking, but what's something that really makes your heart sing? And do that on a Sunday. Do that on the time where you're normally going to be avoidant or, re- or reactive or feeling anxious. Be like, I've done all these things that's prepped for next week. I'm feeling good. Now I'm going to do something for the soul. I've had my alone time. I've had my like calm time. Now I'm going to do something that's really – and again, that thing that's good for the soul can again also be alone. It doesn't have to be with people. I'm going to run a bath. I'm going to light some incense and meditate. I'm going to watch my favorite childhood film, okay? Something that you're like, I'm doing this for my soul. Feels really, really nice, Okay. Journal, all the things. Restyle your living room. Do something that you're like, I'm ready for a revamp. I'm going to rearrange this section of my house. It makes me feel really good. Uh, Or just turn your phone off for a couple of hours or put it on airplane mode or do not disturb, whatever feels. That's not going to trigger more anxiety. Some people find that quite um, anxiety-provoking. The next thing is how can you find ways – this is more a thought process. This is not an exact task to do. This is kind of an overarching theme to think about. Make sure that you're not revolving your week around Saturday and Sunday and that's where the joy happens or whenever your days off are. But for the sake of this episode, we're going to presume it's Saturday, Sunday. So many of us will wish our time away. Every day that's wished away is a day that you no longer are able to live again. Every day we live is one less day. Sounds morbid, but it's absolute reality, okay? It's like the whole deathbed test. It's this whole understanding that you are mortal And that makes you be more intentional with your time and with your day. So to wish away five or four days out of seven is very, very, that's morbid. Not thinking about, a lot of people like, oh, that's morbid, Alexis. Oh, thinking about how, you know, that, you know, time is limited on this earth. I actually think what's morbid is wishing away time and acting like it's not special. So think about your week and say, am I, do I wish my days away? Like one thing I used to do, and I stopped doing it when I became aware of it, is when I would have a holiday, I would count down the days for that holiday. I'm like, can't fucking wait now. It's 20 days. And and I'd look at this thing and I'd cross off the days. And I'm I'm counting down the days for this holiday. And then I'm like, I'm (laughs) – wishing this time away. Like why can't this time in the lead up to the holidays still be special and beautiful and have things to, you know, to do and get excited about within this time? Why am I just like get to the end so I can go on this fucking holiday? That's not good. And a lot of people, and I used to, a lot of people are like that with their Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday kind of thing. So if you are like that, then there's more reason than ever to implement some of these things I'm saying, to have these exciting milestones within the week, have moments of connection within the week, have these family Zoom calls if you like your family. You might be like, my family's a bunch of degenerates, absolutely not a chance in fucking hell I'm getting on a Zoom call when I'm trying to work on my mental health. But for people that like their family, that's a good option, you know. Do things within the week that make the week exciting. There should be something that you wake up for every day, not – You're waking up just to see it through so then I can see the next day through, see it and then get to Saturday or Friday night, okay? You want to be waking up for something daily. And if you're not, then this is the purpose of this episode. Great, great. Now we can identify. Now we can identify and be like, okay, I'm not and I don't like that and I can change that. I can start bringing things into the week, bringing things within the parameters. It's got to work around my budget and it's got to work around my time restraints, but it's possible, okay, because it's all around what you prioritize, what you commit to, because all of us can probably find more time within our day if we just are more intentional with how we use our time. You know, there are some people that are listening that have way more spare time than other people that are listening, but I'm sure we can all look at how we spend our time and tweak it even more so it really works in our favor. The next one is, and this works Overall is make sure you're implementing meditation as often as possible, not just on the Sunday. The more you meditate in general, so if it's every day for 10 minutes, every day for five minutes, there's been studies that have shown that people that meditate twice a week for five minutes overall are slightly calmer. So it's just... Any amount is great. But if you can be meditating a tiny amount most days or every day, that's going to actually help you deal with these feelings, these, you know, mood altering feelings on the Sunday. So this is something that you're doing as kind of your insurance policy, basically. That's for your mental health. So a little bit of meditating daily actually calms you down overall. And when you come up against something that normally would cause you like paralyzing anxiety, now it's just low level anxiety, or it's just something that's like, oh, that's annoying, but I can deal with, it. I'm realizing I can deal with it so much better. Why is it, how am I not fired up as, you know, and sometimes it's so subtle that you don't notice an instant change, but then you look back and you're like, wow, I'm not as reactive. And it's probably because you've started meditating more, you know, I'm not as like, this isn't consuming me. I am mean, it's still there, but I'm not, it's not ruined my day anymore. So meditating, As I always say, there's just so many positive things from meditating. So, you know, give it a go if you haven't already been convinced by all my other hopefully convincing arguments in the past. Now, number 10 is I want you – I don't know if I've been numbering these, but I'll do a quick summary at the end of the episode. So, number 10 is set one small personal goal for the week – and have it written down in front of you. It could be on the screensaver of your phone. It could be on a post it note on your bedside table, somewhere where you're going to see it every single day. And it's just a small, small goal, but something that's like exciting to work towards. Like, you know, this is another way of bringing your like reason for waking up into your everyday. So it could be, you know, I really wanted to start doing. Duolingo. and it's something I'm going to do every single day, and it takes me three minutes or five minutes or ten or whatever. Or I promised that I would do the exercises that my fucking physiotherapist has told me to do, and then I refuse to do them, and then I pay all the money to see them again. They're like, "Have you done your exercise?" But I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to get that round ball thing and roll my spine on it every single day for two minutes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it's something I can do every single day. Or it could be bigger. It could be a lot bigger. I'm finally going to start dedicating 30 minutes a day to really fleshing out this business idea that I've really wanted to start. And it's just 30 minutes a day. I'm going to sit down early in the morning. I wake up earlier. Whenever it is that I can flesh out the time, but I'm going to commit. I'm going to set the time and I'm doing it. And I feel really good and excited about it. Whatever it is. But a small goal. And the reason I say small goal is because I've already done a whole bunch of episodes on goal setting, big goals and, and milestone goals and, and lifestyle goals and all these things. And there's, I've got this so much body of work that I've got around goal setting. But with this, I'm just basically talking about have these little exciting things to do throughout the day. It could be like by the end of the week, I would have at some point made gnocchi. And I say that because I am going to be making gnocchi tonight, but literally I'm actually quite good at gnocchi. I will film it and share it on my Instagram for those of you playing at home. But it's just a small thing that you're like, I'm going to tick off this thing by the end of the week and I'm really excited about it. It could be a one-off thing. It could be something little that I'm going to do every single day. It could actually tie in with my meditation one. I'm going to meditate three times this week and it's going to be written on my phone, have I done the three this week, okay? And when you do that thing that you said you were going to do, give yourself a little fun reward. Just something minor but something that really gets you excited like – What's your favorite ice cream or what's your favorite movie that you want to watch or, you know, something that works for you that makes you feel good. And then the last one is do an inventory on the week before and look at what works for you and what didn't work for you Are you trying to do too much at the same time? Are you someone that's still in that mentality of, I think I can multitask, but in reality, you look back and you're like, that was not a productive week at all, but I was trying to do so much. It's not that I was, I don't feel like I was wasting time, but it was maybe I'm just someone that attempts multitasking and thinks it works when it doesn't. Maybe I need to do one thing at a time, you know. Am I being pulled in too many different directions? Am I giving this person way too much airtime and then they're an energy vampire and I maybe need to taper off a little bit? Is this potential, is this, you know, relationship with this person causing me too much strain? Should I be friends with this person? Should I be interacting with these people? Should I spend more time here? I love this person's energy. Why am I not dedicating more time and attention to this Situation, you know, how was my? Did I move my body enough? How did I feel about exercise and you know my body, my health? Um, There's so many things that you can look at. How you how your week was structured? I do it all the time. My weekly inventories really revolve around how have I structured my attention span? Because we've always, you know, like I look at how I dedicate my time to things, but you also have to look at how you dedicate your attention to things. And every couple of weeks I'm tweaking it. I'm tweaking it. I'll change it. I'll do one week where I'm doing this and I'm like, "Mm, that's not really working for me. The next week I'll structure it this way. It's like, oh, that worked a bit better, but this maybe should be moved here because when I leave it to the afternoon, it's not, and I'm always workshopping until I find the sweet spot. And I've yet to find the sweet spot, but I can say that when I make these improvements, I feel really good and I am more productive. Could I be more productive? Sure, but that's to come. And I don't have these crazy, in one year's time, I'm going to fuck it. No, 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 because it's. I don't know how this is going to evolve, but I know it's evolving and I'm happy with the pace that it's evolving at because there are incremental improvements every time I do this audit on my week that was. And that's all you need to do. Just tiny, you know, my my marginal gains, the theory of marginal gains episode that came out last week. It's these incremental improvements. um, edits that you're putting into your week that make all the difference. So doing an inventory on your last week, it's not to beat down yourself. I fucking wasted time. I'm an idiot. I'm a moral. You're not here to character assassinate yourself. You're here to look at how you spent your time and say, how could I improve on this? Or what can I celebrate? That was amazing. Can I do it again? Love that for me. Yes. So those are the things I'm going to very quickly summarize the 10 or the 11. Number one, name it to tame it, identify it so your conscious mind is there and it starts to come down. Number two, write down what you are stressing about in the week ahead so it's all on paper, maybe structure it in a weekly thing. Number three, do something – to make you feel on the Sunday, to make you feel ahead for the week that's to come. It could be your outfit, it could be whatever. Number four, plan something midweek to feel excited about so your Sundays don't feel so sad. You've got things to look forward to within the week, going to the movies, seeing a friend. Number five, do something to make Mondays the best mornings or Monday evenings the best evenings, So your Mondays are no longer the thing you dread, but something that's like a really positive thing that you look at. Um, Number six, Make time for yourself on a Sunday and be intentional about being, you know, unproductive, quote unquote. just be intentional about laying low and doing not much and making it about you. Number seven, do something good for the soul. Okay. So like I said, with, you know, cooking for someone or whatever, anything that, that really feeds your soul, that's going to make your, Monday, your Sunday evenings feel really good. You know, read a book and light a candle after you've cleaned your apartment and you feel like, oh, I can settle in now. I feel really, it's not chaos. I feel calm. Um, Number eight, make sure that you're not making your week revolve around Saturday, Sunday. Make sure that you are getting up with with a reason for getting up that day, for that day, not for something that's in five days time. So live for every day, not just the weekend. Number nine, meditation, learning to be more present so that you're able to deal with these feelings if they do arise on a Sunday. Number 10, set one small personal goal for the week and just have it written down. It's something that you can like chip away or work towards. And then if you do it, give yourself a small, cute reward. And then number 11, do an inventory on the week before and just kind of like see where you could make those incremental changes. One percent better here, one little difference there. um, And you're going to feel a thousand times better. So that is the episode for today. for those of you that are interested, My tooth, my fucking tooth, I have half a tooth in my head currently as we speak that is gone, gone. It's my molar at the very back, top, left hand, back. My dentist will fucking kill me. So what happened was maybe six years ago I was just casually cruising around in Colombia, had a beautiful lunch, ate the lunch, and by the end of the lunch I noticed that I had indeed ingested half my tooth because it wasn't on the plate. (laughs) And I hadn't spat it out so I had – eaten half my tooth. And I, it was like this huge chunk missing, but it didn't hurt at all. So I was like, do I go to an emergency dentist? Do I? What do I, do I, do I... Anyway, I waited to come home because there was no pain. Go to the dentist. And he was like, um, that is hectic. How are you not in so much pain? So much of this tooth is just cracked off and there's no cavity. There's no decay. It's just literally cracked off. So He was like, look, we can do a crown, a root canal, all these things, or we could do a temporary filling and just see how that goes. It will last a few months to two years. We did the temporary filling and it's lasted like six years now. Love that for me. Fell out the other night while I was eating, I think, like a chewy lolly, uh, like an eclair, a chocolate eclair, I think. Love that. Love chocolate eclair so much. Anyway, it obviously got stuck to the (laughs) filling and it's pulled the filling out. So now I've got half a tooth missing again and I'm just dreading going to the dentist. This is just something I need to take a leaf out of my own book, but I'm dreading going to the dentist because I don't want a root canal. I refuse. I'll get a tooth extracted before I get a root canal. I've spoken about this before. I hate root canals. So I just don't want to get it extracted. And I'm just hoping that the dentist says we can put another temporary filling. So I guess in order to do that, I need to really book a dentist appointment so I don't cause more damage. But there's no pain, except for when I drink cold things, then there's a lot of sensitivity. But I'll keep you updated on the health of my molar. And if it gets fully extracted, then stay tuned and look at my beautiful swollen face if you're if you're watching any of the socials around my, my um, podcasting. So that's a fun little adventure on Alexis's teeth. My teeth are fucked. I mean, they look good, but they just – I feel it's – and I was looking at why my teeth are so fucked. And my dentist – I just started with this new dentist now because it's – closer to where I live, and she was like, do you take any medication? And I was like, yeah, I've taken asthma medication like my entire life, morning and night. And she was like, yeah, um, do you rinse your mouth? And I'm like, yeah, most of the time. She's like, you've got to do it all the time because asthma medication is bad for your teeth. And I'm like, shit, because there's a lot of times that I haven't rinsed my mouth when I take it. I just can't be fucked. And also, who's got the time to be near a sink? Well, anyway. Here I am complaining and now I'm I'm suffering the consequences of not rinsing my mouth. So I think that might be the cause of my cracked teeth. (sighs) Anyway. That's my minor dilemma, first world problem. Love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for committing to listening to this episode and committing and making a difference for yourself. You are here and I'm proud of you and I love my beans. So that is all for today. As always, remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to your brain, don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. go. listener.